Welcome to Podcast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. In the ratings. Hi, everyone. Is this recording? Test, test. Why is this going? What's going on? Okay. Hi and welcome to Cauldron Cast, the first official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. If you have not yet read Harry Potter and Bloody Prince, proceed with caution. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussions, and interviews with Potter people. Like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films. I play Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter films. I'm Chris Rankin, Percy Weasley. Oh, for fuck's sake. Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Brack. How long has it been since we attempted to record one of these things? A year. More than that. so ridiculous. More than that, because last year's Pottercast got, got not, you know, munched in half by the AVPSY. <laughs> oh, I don't want to start the show, guys. <laughs> Can we just sit here you forever? Got to. You got to start the show. Uh-uh, can't make me. Can't make me. Okay, well, this is the last, like, well, okay, so we should clarify. When we say last podcast. It doesn't mean that if like there's some huge Harry Potter news or you know J.K. Rowling writes another book or the encyclopedia yeah. is coming out or stuff like that that we're not going to hop on podcast and talk. Of course we are. You of know? course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so don't get rid of your subscription on your iTunes. Just keep it. You never know. Yeah, yeah you, you might just, might, we might surprise we you. We might just go and be like, we never know. Hey guys, it's just us saying hi. Okay, we're done. Bye. You'd want to hear that, right? <laughs> you just sounded like Joe something Walker. like that, or like an hour about some other TV show, yeah, Ooh. movie. Ooh. So, yeah, don't go deleting that subscription just yet. Yeah, so we're not, I mean, it's just like the last, the last, like, expected quote-unquote regular. <laughs> yeah, don't don't say regular uh, again. Pottercast. <laughs> we are quite constipated. <laughs> gross. Nothing changes on Pottercast, guys. <laughs> so well, this show, what's going to be happening in this show? Well, basically, we have, you know, we took a lot of your suggestions at Pottercast.com. We wanted to know what you wanted to hear on this show. And then we started putting it together. And uh, a good friend of Pottercast, Andrew Garner, has been a huge help in helping to uh, gather a lot of these clips for us. Andrew. You know, this is obviously not pretending to cover everything because, you know, all of the shows are still on the iTunes feed. You should download them all at this point and uh, pick your own favorites. But we're going to pick some of our favorites and talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how the show used to be and um, what it morphed into and some of the segments that we used to have that we no longer have, like modcasts yeah, mod and uh, fan, din- fan interviews and all kinds of weird different names we used to have for things like extendable ears and in the know and uh, 
In the know. The leaky so lowdown and all these crazy things. What was the leak? I don't remember the leaky lowdown. What was that? That was well, the leaky lowdown was, was one of the original. One, right? And now it's time for the leaky lowdown. Wrapping up this week in Harry Potter news, only on Cauldron Cast. Okay, so here's what is important this week in Harry Potter news, done really quickly. Bloomsbury has put up a teaser clip of the Stephen Fry audio version of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The full clip is available at bloomsbury.com. That's bloomsbury.com. But here's a little tease of the tease. So, Harry, said Dumbledore in a business-like voice, you have been wondering, I am sure, what I have planned for you during these, for want of a better word, lessons. Wow. And a lot of the big major events that kind of happened through the years will touch a little bit on some of that stuff, too. And I'm going to be drawing during it, because that's what I do. Oh, that's what Frankies do. That's what well, Frankies do. 2005, guys. Because I started listening to you guys in January of 2006. Yeah, that was like our fourth. Well, it was when you when you went on um, MuggleCast. Yeah, because that's how I got I heard of PotterCast through that. Because I just you know whatever, and then I liked PotterCast better. We hear that now and then. <laughs> <laughs> they have two episodes left themselves. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 actually purposefully like definitively ending a little earlier than them because let's face it, they earned to be the longest running. Right. Harry Potter podcast, it's only fair. Yeah, that's true. But there's a reason. And so, like, when I think about 2005, like, John, can you... What was going on in your life then? And what's going on in your life now? Hmm. <laughs> I was a sophomore. I just started out at Ohio State. Nice. And, uh, you know, not not the most social kid here. I was happy to have all of my internet friends and and uh, Melissa. I guess I didn't know Frankie yet. Nope. Um, I had only really been doing anything online with harry potter for like a year or so at that point because i think i started at leaky in uh late 2003 so i'll never forget it pretty pretty crazy playing back a lot of these old episodes and it is so funny just how different they sound to me now and uh, a lot of them i haven't heard since you know the day that we produced them and it is so funny to hear all of the little mistakes and all of the things that we do so much better now or at least i think we do <laughs> we better used now. to when we do <laughs> <Anyhow>. it <laughs> well i like i was listening to some of the older ones and it's so funny to hear your voice all over them augmented <laughs> oh right, right, oh, right. Yeah. welcome to podcast and now leaky zone melissa and nelly yeah, especially that first episode, because uh, I didn't really come on until the third episode. That was when I was in uh, a modcast. Welcome to the modcast. This is our third modcast segment with featuring our moderators and administrators from LeakyLounge.com. I am Kim Parker, known very creatively on the boards as Kim M. Parker. Hi, I'm Doris Herman, known on the boards as Darcy. I am John Noe, known on the boards as John DLC. Okay, so in 2005, I was working at a newspaper, living with a photographer friend in his house. We weren't like together or anything. Um, And I was recording the show usually in the living room every week. Hi, welcome to Pottercast, the first official podcast for the Leaky Cauldron. I'm Melissa from Leaky. I'll lead you through most of this week's Cauldron Cast, though in the future you'll hear from all our staff. 
then after that I moved it was like before I even started writing Harry History and then I moved to the, like the worst apartment in Staten Island for about a year <laughs> and a half and then it wasn't that bad is that when you got pretty, Muchka? that's when I got Muchka. I remember that I'm sad, guys. Let me just, if if I can get a little for a moment. Um, it's really been super wonderful. This whole podcasting thing has, it started as like a lark, like, no, let's do this thing and see how it is. And it turned, it really changed everything for the website. It changed everything for communities. It changed everything about who we saw ourselves as within these communities and the kind of people we got to interact with and um, the level at which we got to get to know you guys over the years, um, the live shows, the tours, the the uh, the call-in shows that went bananas, the <laughs> the contests and game shows, and and yeah, the and contests. Having... I wouldn't be here without one of those contests. It's true. Uh, Frankie was a contest admission, and we loved his art so much. And then we met him. And then I started talking to him, and I said, we like you. Stick around. And I was like, <laughs> and, okay. Yeah, um, if you recall, there was um, a, a few shows that Frankie was a uh, you know fill-in guest. Uh, it was for, for you, because you, you were graduating for- um, college. A few weeks, but we're very happy to welcome our substitute for a while, Mr. Frank Frack Franco the Third. I am very happy to be here. I miss you guys. It's fun to help out whenever I can. That is your full name, Frank what? Frack Franco. I can't say your name three times fast. Our second episode on the feed wasn't actually even a podcast. I'm pretty sure it was a leaky mug that Melissa right. and Andrew Sims just did together. That's right. That's when we used to talk to those guys on Skype like six hours a day. There was one there was one point at which we counted the hours at which during which talking to each other meant that we had headphones in our ears and then figured out how much bacteria oh, cool. in our ears as a result That's of super talking gross. to each other. And it was, it was, it was actually super gross. <laughs> well, I'm really, really, I'm really, really proud because I am the first girl on MuggledCast. And we're the first. And we're the first guys. on Lakey Culture. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes, you absolutely, yes, you're the first. You're definitely the first muggle netters on the key cauldron. (laughs) (laughs) One of the coolest leaky mugs we did with them is uh, our first live show also in New York City for the weekend that uh, Goblet of Fire came out. When he came back, like like you just said, how everybody was just cheering and the band was going, the little Fleetwood guy was doing the band. (laughs) That guy is the the funniest... Guy in the movie this yeah. time. I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil it, but he does some really crazy yeah. things in this movie. <laughs> no, that, that was one thing I think Newell made a big difference with in this movie was the humor. There was a lot more humor. But, I don't know if, if our audience was just enthusiastic because it's all the hardcores, but no, it's people, not. It's Warner Brothers executives and 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 such. They were kids. No, it, well, no, there was Warner Brothers executives, kids. I do want to make That's a comment. True. What did, did you happen to notice that little circular area with a little? Square colors, you know, showing the houses. The one that you were confident was the center of the maze. Oh, yeah. And I was positive it wasn't. Okay, so I was wrong. Uh, Sorry, dude. I okay. Just had, I just had to say. Sorry, I saw the picture. Well, I want to know what you guys thought about the maze and that it's it's different from the book and that the maze is a lot I, more psychological. I was sort of disappointed. Oh, yeah? Why? Yeah. Me too. Why? Because Why? You, I, yeah. we really did it. 
But that's that what was. made it so mysterious and kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah, but, but we here? didn't see one magical creature in the maze. Are you going to cry about it? But yeah, Leaky Mugs. How many of those did we do? Like 10? There was a significant amount because I really liked listening to the Leaky Mugs. I thought those were really were, fun. They had a nice blend feel. of ages and tomfoolery. Yeah, I was going to say tomfoolery. Good job. A frequent voice on Pottercast here eventually. Some, uh, the first we heard from him was uh, was a filk. Um, now you're going to say. You know what you're going to say. The guru of sloth. Guru do you remember sloth. that? Yep. Led to my Pottercast addiction. I'm addicted to the Pottercast. I don't know, no, no, how long this all can last. But I yearn, yearn, yearn. For Pottercast, for Pottercast. He, he was on the Modcast a bunch uh, after that point. We liked him. He, he had a great radio voice, too. The Modcast, you know, was one of the original segments of, of Pottercast. We used to have so many damn pieces to this thing. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Well, Dumbledore is dead. He is dead. They've had the funeral. He fell off the tower. If that wasn't enough to kill him, he would have bought a cadaver or ever a cadaver or whatever. He's been he's been zapped to smithereens. I think it is safe to, to put say. it politely. But do, we do have the portrait of him. I was listening to my own voice a bunch in these earliest shows, and um, I was noticing just how different I sound. And I don't know, like you don't think your voice changes too much once you're an adult, but. Oh, I, yeah. I had a few surgeries on my throat between now and then, and I had my tonsils out and that kind of thing. And I feel like ever since that point, at least I'm I'm assuming, my voice just sounds a little bit different. Well, I mean, your, your voice does change as you get older. It just doesn't have that dramatic change of puberty when it cracks, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't hear anything different in Melissa's voice from when she first started. Really? At least not in, like, the tone. I mean, like, you... Your your presentation is more like practice now, but uh, <laughs> do you remember the first night, John? I know I've told the story a million times, but do you remember the first podcast? I know, night? and I'm so upset. I, I I can't find any of those original raw unedited <laughs> files. I actually have I... a couple DVDs worth of archival recordings, and nothing from that first night, unfortunately. But I am so upset that you didn't think to put those in a safe place. Oh, I have so many other things. I just don't I have that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking. I do have you your mind. original. I have your original recordings of the uh, "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Uh, yeah, that's, Voldemort. that's not that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I, Can we please not put that in the show? That's out there enough. I don't. It really... is out there enough. I don't sound good in it either. So let's I'm not, not subject draw any people attention to that. that. Yeah. Speaking of embarrassing recordings, I'm going to call Andrew Sims out on. <laughs> the, the live muggle cast um the live uh, leaky mug when you guys after the video he kept saying yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah. yeah do you remember do you yes. remember when we like we had it as a, like a like a call to sound effect in the entire next podcast <laughs> yes yeah 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 all right yeah. <laughs> and in the ratings in the ratings in we used to have ratings. such fun doing that kind of stuff Oh my gosh, it was so funny when I was when I was listening to it a couple weeks ago. I was like, this is hilarious. I even texted him, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And he's like, ha ha. 
<laughs> but we used to really like 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 rag on each other and haze each other and stuff, and it was it was fun. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but you know the the collaborations between MuggleCast and Pottercast are responsible for a lot of the current Leaky staff. Most of like the LeakyCon staff came from MuggleCast fan chat. Oh <laughs> my gosh, the, the fan chat! Yeah, a, a huge amount of them met each other in MuggleCast fan chat, then listened to Pottercast, then started liking Pottercast, started talking, and then joined our staff. Well, I mean. Not to mention, uh, I met my girlfriend through MuggleCast fan chat, mm-hmm. for Pete's okay. sake. Like, That's right. That would never have happened. Guys, we owe MuggleCast everything. We do. We do. I wouldn't have listened to the show if it weren't for MuggleCast. Thank God I am not saying that I got a boyfriend through MuggleCast, because that would have been a whole other problem. Oh. <laughs> I'm referring to age, by the way, not any other dastardly thing. <laughs> dastardly. Uh, there was a long time... Um, that uh, the Pottercast schedule was interrupted due to the <laughs> writing of Melissa's book. Yes. Harry a something, a history. Harry a history. That was actually my first time, like, hosting, like, co-hosting on the show. And we have with us our friend, Frack. Hello. <laughs> Who nobody likes. Everybody. Nobody likes Frack. <laughs> God darn! I've been I've been watching these comments, and I'm like, dang, they don't, they don't even need me to come back anymore. Oh, are you gonna really try Everybody and play listen. the pity card right here, John? Uh, no, not pity, just flattery for Frack. He's been kicking butt. Oh, no. How does Everyone. that equal? They don't want me to come back. Every comment is like, Frack's fun, but we miss John. You can't replace him. No, that's and, not or it, or no. it says, Frack's fun. I can't wait for John and Frack to come to, to be together. All right then, maybe I maybe there's a few of those too. Someone's but. a little sensitive. I still remember yeah. the dogs of the fuzzy hats. That was funny. Uh, so many oh people God, commented dogs. about the and dogs of the fuzzy hats. Dogs of fuzzy hats. Can we play dogs of fuzzy hats like right now? <laughs> and then the best part of all is that the now Dan Radcliffe's dogs need special security because he's like J-Lo. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I mean, beyond, beyond the pale. <laughs> I love it. We're gonna get those SAS cards for get, you know for his two dogs. That's my favorite. I mean, are they bored? Have we given them nothing to write about for a while? Apparently so. <laughs> we lost Frack. He's gone. Dog security. Dan, are you okay there, Frack? Killed him. Usually it's me who dies, and now we've killed Frack. Imagine these little British dogs with fuzzy hats (laughs) (laughs) who guard these dogs. (laughs) I'm laughing so hard that I just called you John. (laughs) (laughs) So he has little bobby dog guards, is what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, I got... You think dog security, literally, in other words. Oh, I got it. Okay. That was way too... Dogs and funny hats. (laughs) You guys got to interview J.K. Rowling a mere two months before I joined the podcast. Let's be clear. J.K. Rowling said she would come back. And the day that she's ready to do that, we will be back on Pottercast. Never (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. I could do a cameo every week for the rest of my life. (laughs) Even when there's no one listening. That'd be terrible for radio. I could host it on my own. I could take over the whole thing and just, you know... Don't like, sorry, Joe. We we retired the show. Uh, yeah, we we would have loved to. Have, Thanks, have Joe. Done we don't that. want it. What was your guys' favorite moment from that interview? Do you have one? 
spot. I have I to re-listen to when it. She, I like when she said that when she mentioned the Horkry to you. The that Horkry. made me laugh. That made me laugh like nothing else, man. <laughs> you know, I do what I could. So. And, and did you like the dedication? You were right all along about Horkry. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> There's that no, word! Nobody would believe me. <laughs> Well, I did. I, oh, he's never going to let it stop. I did write him a letter and I did say that actually Hawkery is, I mean, it occurred to me, you know, it, it really would have been, I think, a more correct plural, but I already had him fairy and I didn't want to have too many, um, you know, dark arts weapons ending in R.I. So it was a it was a kind of stylistic choice, really. I like Horcruxes as a plural. It's grown on me, As too. a linguist. Oh, thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <you're> <laughs> See, this is why I give him copies of The Beetle the Bard. He's a generous man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That was a pretty cool moment. I will say that. John, that was... how did you keep your cool during that interview? She had so much like like advanced like readiness with all the stuff that you've pulled on podcast over the years, as though she'd been prepped. And I didn't. I did not prep her. I had no idea that she knew all this stuff. It really blew my mind, honestly, that she knew half the things that she knew. Because b- before that point, I had no idea if she had ever heard of anything to do with me or the show or or anything. And uh, I mean, Horkery, that's a throwback to Pottercast 11. Mr. Blood. And, uh, Mr. Blood. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Blood. John, oh my like, gosh. Mr. Blood. I, I forget that, like, you're in canon. <laughs> you guys, now, they don't understand this, Joe. I, I know, I know we've talked about this. <laughs> they don't understand the night that, that this, they call it a duel. It wasn't a duel. At least in my mind, anyway. I, I think it needs a little explaining of how somebody as, you know, as skillful as Dawlish, you know, could have, yeah. you, know, you know, got taken down like this. John. <laughs> and feel free to let all the air out of my cells. That's Listen, fine. Listen, John maintains like. that she sucker punched You know what? I, yeah, she sucker spelled I find them. it so incredibly endearing that you like Don Dawlish. <laughs> and that's why he's, his name is now John Dawlish, as we know. In tribute to you, and that will indeed be a note in the encyclopedia. Oh my or the God. Scottish book, as we are now calling it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dawlish had to be good. He had to be good because he, he became an aura. There's, there's no denying that. But he has his weaknesses, and Dumbledore knew how to exploit them. You know, oh. and, I, and let's face it: anyone, anyone going up to Dumbledore pre-trying on the Horcrux, pre-maiming his hand, anyone is going to be in trouble going up against Dumbledore. Even Voldemort didn't want to do it. I should re-listen to that. I haven't re-listened to that in a long time. I want to listen to that again too. That's well. Speaking of other big interviews that we've had on the show, we've interviewed and had guest hosts with uh, some pretty big people in Potterdom Mm -hmm. here. Um, One of the the earliest ones was Chris Rankin. I think he was on like the second or third episode. Yeah. Yeah. He he hosted a little game show that we thought would be a reoccurring thing until we realized how hard it was to put together. I think we called it Potterania. Oh my God, I forgot. Okay. Thanks, Melissa. All right, everybody, welcome to Potterania. Here we are, and we're going to start straight off with round one. Now, round one is called Keywords. And in this round, you're going to hear a number of words that relate to some unknown entity in the Harry Potter books. And now, as soon as you think you've got the answer, give us a buzz, and we'll see. And if you've got it right, you get two points. Okay, round one. Here we go. 
first set of words are turquoise, smile, autographs. Tanya got there first. I think it's Gilderoy Lockhart. You'd be correct, it's Gilderoy Lockhart. Chris was a great sport. We had him on quite a few times. Chris is great. Chris is going to be at LickyCon London. Nice. How fun. Another good friend of the show, Matt Lewis, was on a whole string of podcasts, like three in a row, I think. What went through your mind about what might be coming for Neville? I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, I think think he's going to be there, you know, when it comes towards the end of the book. You know, still fighting the good fight. Mm. But um, I don't know. He could be be one of the ones that goes. Uh, I wouldn't mind it to be honest. I think it'd be quite a... Quite a good way for the character, actually. I think it would be, be very, very interesting for the story. But, I mean, it's whatever you should say. I mean, there's a number of characters I can see fitting in the story so well if they were the ones to go. I mean, I just can't wait as a fan. I just I just want to read it, you know. I don't want to speculate. I just want to get the book yeah. and read it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to ask you to speculate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what we do here. That's, That's a- what makes it a show. Yeah. <laughs> we have to guess sometimes. Yeah. I remember when you guys had Miss Ivana Lynch, Luna Lovegood, on the show. She is easily the biggest uh, Potter book fan, I think, of the whole cast. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Without a doubt. Um, I think it's referring to the veil. Um, I think it means that Harry will die, but he won't be... It won't be that he will die and that's the end of him. It will be, we will go into the veil with him. I'm dead, but he's... Kind of yeah, you know, that's mm. that's a very important part of the hero's journey to go to the land of the underworld, to go to the dead. I can't, I can't, I know they say Sirius is dead, but, you know, he was just hit with a bit of red light, and so I think he must really be dead. He's, Harry's going to go behind that veil. Yeah. Do you think he'll come back? I don't think they can come back from that veil. Oh, oh, oh. I don't understand. Then then how would he come back and finish off Voldemort if he had to go into the veil first? Well, maybe I don't... Voldemort, maybe Voldemort goes in there, too. I'm not J.K. Rowling, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought this was... I keep forgetting who we're talking to. I thought we called Joe again. <laughs> I guess we're talking to Joe next week. Yeah, John. That was that awesome. Was fun. Who is, has since became, become a good friend of mine, which is great. I remember when you were you were talking to her about um going on set and they would and she was she told me about like they would board stuff for the movie and it would get cut and they'd have to like destroy it and she hated watching them destroy all the artwork and Oh yeah. That's what happens after LickyCon our sets get destroyed and it always makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. That stuff is built to be destroyed, so yeah. What happened to that backdrop that had a picture of you and Frankie like five different places? <laughs> Can I tell you the story about that, actually? <laughs> that was my favorite we had, thing. We had... Okay, so I wasn't... John, were you not on so, that backdrop at all? Yeah, you were there. Because so. I was uh, No, you were, because they were ball photos, and John was a little bit of an alternate personality during the ball in 2011. Uh, so was that's my, why John my is not in those photos. So so the, the thing with that is that until the day we built that set, we had some wacky idea that it was all going to be projection. Ha-ha! <laughs> Which was crazy, what? crazy talk and incredibly expensive. And so we, we nixed it 
when we realized how expensive it was going to be. And so then we went to Staples to print up all these photos that, that Jordan picked out. I didn't, I didn't know. Like, I was like, you guys just go do it. And they went to Staples and Staples screwed up and, and printed one batch three times instead of three batches one time. So that's why the photos were on um, their plate. And we had, we had no time to fix it. And so that's why there were repeats of the photos on the Lickie Concept in 12. There you that's go. That's funny. Well, Secrets. Secrets. I didn't even know that one. You all. The girl who <laughs> doesn't like seeing herself. It's just, it's just, it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a false modesty thing. There's just a, you, yeah, yeah. The same well, how would you want to see your, ugh. Well, speaking of, of seeing ourselves, all three of us were in a Harry Potter documentary <gasps> yes. about that was so all of fun. the big stories with the fandom that we filmed in 2008. <sighs> it was crazy. Three years into the show. It was such a fun experience and trip. That was... Yeah, it was incredible. I can't believe it's been five years since that, that trip. Is I can't believe mind it's been blowing. that long. That is Blows so my mind. weird. You know, in the books, they tell you if you are just a muggle, all you're going to see is these ruins of a castle. And as soon as we got there, a bunch of people were like, dude, this sucks. Let's leave. I was like, dude, it's awkward. Let's go. Harry Potter has had an immense impact on my life. I wanted to explain to people why I felt so passionately about this, but not only that, I wanted to to do it for everyone else who felt passionate about this. I wanted to have their stories told. We've made ourselves so vulnerable to the books that we're willing to make fools of ourselves in front of a muggle-minded world and talk about these characters like they're our real friends, because they're not like our real friends, they are our real friends. We all got to spend some time together taking that, taking that trip, imagining it, closing, closing your eyes, and getting closer to the center of what made their friendship so special and what, in turn, is, is making ours. Harry Potter brings gifts to this world, and we are the ones who are doing more than anyone else. And that may make me sound like a fanatic, and I make absolutely no apology. This is no longer just about a book. Such a fun trip. We went to the Highlands. We asked people if they knew where Hogwarts was. Some people were fun and played along. Some people were like super insightful, metaphorical, like Hogwarts is where your heart is type of thing. And other people were like, in the books, it's in a book. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Yeah. We don't know you. You know you faked it all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like a book series. No, really? Thank you. Shocker. Who's your favorite wizard rock? You guys. Oh, you can't ask that. That's such an impossible that. question. That's mean. Oh, does that mean? I'm sorry. No. Well, like... I will say that podcast is how we met Alex. No. Oh, that's there. right. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey, it's Pottercast. Who are we speaking with? <laughs> this is Alex Carpenter from the Remus Lutheran. Oh my god! It's our <laughs> tour buddy. Are you guys like Mugglecast? You like Mugglecast? Oh, for you, buddy. Oh, burn. Oh. Burn. He's not going to be on the show anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, Mr. Alex, oh. we are playing a game called Guess That Book, where we play a clip from one of the seven books, and you have to tell us what book it's from. You ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Awesome. Go, Alex, go. You can do it. All right. 
fast and her eyes were very bright. I can't believe this. It's outrageous. Oh, it's Order of the Phoenix. For sure. Very good. Yay! Woohoo! Yay! That one might have been like a little easier. Yeah, that's how you can always tell Order of the Phoenix is Harry's always yelling and Hermione's always out of breath. So <laughs> 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 <That> true. <true. laughs> He's become a huge part of all of our lives. Yeah, well, I lived with um, him for like just about two years. And uh, yeah, he's been time. on the show a bunch. Paul's been on the show a bunch. Paul from Harry and the Potters, who just celebrated their 11th anniversary. <laughs> Aletha Stainbrook asks, how does it feel to have started the Wizard Rock Revolution? Ah, a revolution. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's absolutely flattering to see so many bands sort of spring up in the wake of our minivan travels across country. It's cool in a way because it seems like the thing about Wizard Rock is it's a really sort of self-empowerment thing. You know, Joe and I are not the, the best musicians or the best singers or the best songwriters, but none of that stopped us from starting a band and from from calling up libraries and booking shows. And I think people have maybe been encouraged by that and and seeing the success we've had. And that's enabled enabled just kids kids for the first time to pick up instruments and start their own bands and start recording it and putting it on MySpace. And they just I think they're feeling really encouraged by the response that this community has given them. Wow. Can we can we go over some of our favorite podcast was a rock moments? Like I loved when Ministry of Magic was on at like the first Leaky Con. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun, yeah. Man, I the greatest cat I ever knew. Oh there's so much in one word. Always, always. The greatest feline. I have a new. Going on tour a, with uh, the Whomping Willows, Big Whompy. Wizard Rock was such a huge part of our touring summers because we we traveled with uh, always with at least one Wizard Rock band, whether it was Harry and the Potters or the Remus Lupins, the Remus Lupins and the Whomping Willows, yeah. and we would just hear those songs every single day. <laughs> it's, I'll never forget <laughs> so right. many of these songs as we we heard them all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those tours is where we also were introduced to the Starkid phenomenon. Oh, that's oh right. Starkid. Remember, we were on tour in 09 when it came out and we interviewed them. We interviewed them. And we then were we emailed in Texas them. When we interviewed them. For whatever reason, I wasn't on this show, but we we, had, we interviewed them on Pottercast. And uh, who was it? It was uh, Darren and uh, Brian. Nick and Brian. Yeah, Darren, Nick, Brian. Uh, let's sing the song. Okay. Which uh, part am I singing? I'll oh, watch. You're singing the Draco Malfoy part, though. What? what? All right. Let's, uh, you can watch do Ron's part. I'll do Draco. All right. That's I'll, I'll do both parts. 
And then when Draco comes in, you can. When Draco it. comes in, all right. Sing. All right. <laughs> That video is like still one of the most viewed things on our channel. Yeah, probably. Darren Chris <laughs> is like a superstar now. Crazy. He's like he's in a, yeah, a movie it's and it's crazy. like like he's on the poster for a movie, which is like so cool and weird. I'm like, what? Well, I th- I think I think it's I think none of us are surprised. Oh, as soon as we met him, we said it to each other. We're like, oh boy. Yeah, exactly. That's. That's somebody that's you He's know going somewhere. It was obvious yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's still just weird in a good way. Like what? I don't know. Like it's I just, get so, like it's just weird. A couple people that we also met through Pottercast, uh, John and Hank Green. <gasps> that's right. That's right. As this 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 project grew, you gained a following. But about halfway through the year. Hank, mm-hmm. you wrote a song. I did. How did well, this? Well, it was it was like it was like the week before Deathly Hallows came out, um, and I had just written a couple weeks before that. I'd written a song about how much I enjoyed Helen Hunt as a as an actress and a woman, <laughs> and uh, and John was like, "Oh, no cursing." <laughs> Merlin's beard. Hank can play guitar. So he uh, he was like, you should write more songs. Um, and the next song that I wrote was this, uh, you know, you write about what you're thinking about. And I was thinking a lot about The Deathly House and the fact that I was sort of scared about what was going to happen and sad that it was ending and excited about it coming out and just sort of extremely frustrated that I couldn't get it. And I'd been like sitting there, like talking about it with my friends and thinking about it and like positing and going to Harry Potter forums and trying to figure out you know what people were thinking was going to happen and uh to to close out the series and so i finally just broke down and i uh i wrote a song about it and uh it got featured on the front page of youtube it got featured on pottercast and lots of people uh, came to to watch and watched our other videos and because of that i think that uh John and I started taking the project a lot more seriously, and uh, and I started taking Harry Potter a lot more seriously. Yeah, the strange thing about this for us is that you know it, we probably wouldn't have a video blog today if it weren't for Pottercast, uh, and you know it, Lizzie uh, was a huge. Uh, fan of ours from the beginning and a big supporter. And when that when y'all started um, 
pushing Hank's song, uh, Axio Deathly Hallows, or Accio Deathly Hallows, or Osseo Deathly Hallows, we can discuss that. Um, <laughs> when, you, uh, when, you started, when you started pushing that song, it really changed our video blog forever, because instead of having a couple thousand viewers, all of a sudden we had a lot. And uh, it's... So it, it's it's really wonderful for us to be here um, because y- y- we're so grateful to uh, to you and to the whole fan community for launching our video blog seven months after we started it. Well, you keep saying this thing, this um, this that you know you wouldn't have. It's true. It's not true. It is true. I don't want to fight with you, but it is true. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> very. We can we can save the fighting for the for the for the zombies versus unicorns. Yes, that I will fight with you about. about <laughs> yeah, obviously they've done so much since to build their audience. And yeah, so, there's a few nerd still fighters that, like, out there. <laughs> just a few. Obama is one of them, so you know. Um, so crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, Obama told John Green to tell his daughter not to forget to be awesome. You, you know, uh, I, I, I'm i going to leave this up to you guys because if I... Oh. No, here's the reason. If I, if I gave a preference <laughs> and you guys went the other way... Forever, this child would say the president doesn't like my name, which could traumatize them. Uh, but the main thing is tell tell either Eleanor or Alice uh, not to forget to be awesome. Thank you, sir. There you go. John Green has, alone has 500,000 um, followers on Tumblr. I think I heard he's the most popular Tumblr person. Really? That's really? crazy. Um, That's yeah. not so many. And, and, uh, you know, they've launched VidCon and Crash Course and DFTBA Records. And they've loaned, like, millions and millions of dollars to people in developing countries through their, through their efforts. And, yeah, and then there's The Fault in Our Stars, which, which John was able to write through his friendship with Esther Earle, who was somebody he met at LeakyCon. Uh, like, it's a crazy yeah. confluence of things with those guys. And it all started with Pottercast. Mm. It's so crazy. Talking about the books, obviously, is one of the major things that we set out to do with the show. And uh, we used to just kind of take topic at a time uh, when we did the uh, canon conundrums and whatever the hell else we called it before that. But uh, canon conundrums, we um, originally did a lot of those with Steve Vanderark. Canon conundrums. I love canon conundrums so much. And I would talk out loud as I listened to them when... I felt you guys were missing something or something I didn't agree with. And I was just like, Rah! and then when do I got have, to you have the a favorite op- canon conundrum, Frankie, uh, all the sorting stuff, obviously like I'm such a sorting whore. Excuse my French. I just love. sorting. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like pulling the Gryffindor sword out of the hat, you know, yeah. hanging out with Sl- Slytherin yeah. heirs, yeah. you know, soul and yeah. he's not objecting <laughs> they can pull the locket out of the hat <laughs> it'd be funny when they're sorting Slytherins all of a sudden the locket just falls around their neck like yeah. dang it, it keeps happening <laughs> <laughs> was your grandfather perhaps an evil overlord <laughs> but you know what that's actually a very very th- I, I think that's actually really positive probable point that it is familiar or comfortable around that that Slytherin thing that's a really good point yeah okay I think I'm I think you guys convinced me I think this canon conundrums was inclusive valid because honestly I was big on the like I would I would have been kind of gun ho like no I just I think she's a 
a Ravenclaw, but I think it's a very interesting point that locket thing. Yeah, but there's there's some. That's the thing about these characters, though, that Joe writes these that that they're not completely black and white. They're not, and it's great because that's how people that are too. Different. Yeah, it is, and that's why you know you can relate to these char- these things so much more because I mean there are characteristics that you can can find in in, in okay in so everybody yeah. Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sue. I'm sorry. I no, it's excited. fine. I'm just rambling. I got excited. I'm done. <laughs> um, okay, but someone, this is kind of a side note, but someone who I do think is a Ravenclaw is Trelawney. Hmm. Wow. I ain't going to do this for next week. <laughs> that would be, you know, I, I I actually think she's a Hufflepuff. Okay, oh. okay, no, we should do a whole series on like 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 side characters and what houses. Unsorted, like a sorting series. A sorting series. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Let's do it. I like it. Back when it was a real question is so long ago that I can't really remember what stuff really stumped me back then. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole point was to try to figure out things that we didn't know, like from before Deathly Hallows. And, you know, all the biggest ones are, you know, what side Snape was on. Mostly. I was always a big and, fan uh, of the ones that were like dispontificating of the like on the physics of magic, for lack of a better word. And then that brings a whole nother thing up too. Like I like how people use magic differently. It's not just like right. incantations and pointing, like pointing a gun and pulling a trigger. It's like you have to understand it and you use it. So like that was really exciting for me to right. think about too. So we could apply that to too. Like why Neville had problems, right? I mean, exactly. he, wasn't he using his dad's? You know, yeah, for real. Even though Definitely it was Neville, it was interesting. Or do you think that had too though, to do partially with his own sense of confidence too? I I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting explanation. No, I think that's a great explanation totally right. for Neville. Right here, um, most witches has chosen them. The latter is likely to have learned habits from its previous owner. So, like a wand that you have for a long time learns your habits. It's so interesting to me. Habits, like yeah. For instance, I guess if you if your if your hand like lilts left a little bit when you do your switch and flick, then that wand knows that when you hit that little left point, that's when you, that's when it should do its, its thing. And then somebody else who, who lists right might not have the same result. It's just so curious to me because it's almost like it has a mind. Only other major thing we've talked about is Pottermore. 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 Listen, I'm going to ask you a question, and if I, yeah. um, you can tell me this to shut up, or you can answer it. Um, have did you have you been able to sort yourself? Yes, Dan- and I've been able to sort myself many times because, in the course of testing a website, many many people have had to have many many logins and go through the site many many times. Um, so, do you feel that it was accurate? I've gotten the same house every single time. Interesting. Different yeah. questions every single time, too, because as Joe said today, um, um, you don't necessarily get the same questions each time. It's not like a, a you know, a constant, you know, it's Gryffindor. Come on, guys. Ah, I wanted to, yeah. I, was, I figured it was Gryffindor, but I was just. No, but here's, I, but here's, but here's what happens. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of when this thing goes live and I have an actual, and I have an actual username. I know it. I'm going to get sorted into like Slytherin. I know it. I know uh. it. I know, I'll have been Gryffindor 25 times, then the thing goes live and I get sorted someplace else. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Frankie, I mean, this, it sorted you properly, didn't it? Yeah, it did. You, you got your Ravenclaw, right? Yeah, and I was nervous, and I remember wanting to know if I, like, like, I, I was like, should I answer this this way or this way? And I'm like, no, Frankie, answer it 
the right way. So if you actually <laughs> honest, get it, Frankie. you'll 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 enjoy it. And then I remember I stayed late at work one night, and I was in my cubicle by myself, and I was answering questions, and it was sorting me, and I was so like nervous. I don't know why, but so much stock in this. Well, I guess everyone who's listening to this probably did the same thing. And then yeah. um, it, it sorted me right. And I literally like, it wasn't an audible cheer, but I threw my hands up at my cubicle and I was like, yes, I was so happy. I got to say that like Ravenclaws I found are the most anxious about finding out that they're a Ravenclaw. Really? I've never seen anybody else freak out so much as Ravenclaws. Hmm. It's crazy. My my friend and agent Rebecca, she's it, it like she was like having a heart attack before I finally got her to do it, and she was she, every second she was stopping. It goes okay, but what if? But what if? But isn't what? What does this question mean? I'm like I don't know. I can't tell you. You have to pick the you have to pick the answer. I mean, those seem like, like a Ravenclaw Raven qualities. Like, I don't know. You know, to be obsessed <laughs> you know, with does. getting the right answer and everything. Yeah, to want to know more about like the process behind it and like how to potentially do it properly. I was I was kind of surprised that I got Ravenclaw though. Really, like I didn't even expect to get Slytherin either. I don't know. I just I I kind of I mean I think I've said this on the show before. Like I picked Slytherin early on for the most part because green was my favorite color. <laughs> there wasn't really anything much more to it than that. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I, I think you have some Slytherin qualities though. I don't think it was completely out of the ballpark. For you to, right, I though I mean, I think I could I could find qualities for me like in most of the houses, if not all of them. Oh, well, I yeah. don't know if the primary quality would be Slytherin, really, in any in any way. I feel like I could I could put on my Slytherin hat if I need to, like you know, get get something done. But uh, I think probably for the most part, my my more natural house, I guess, would be Ravenclaw at this point. It makes sense. It, it, it was kind of weird. Like I didn't see that. I I really thought you were going to be put into. Um, as much as we were joking about it, Hufflepuff. I really thought you were going to get in Hufflepuff. I just can't believe that you know they still haven't released Prisoner of Azkaban yet, and then there's four more books worth of content after that. How long do you think they're going to be putting these things out for? Like the next. I want know, stupid five red years, quills. That's all I want. That yeah, is that the is the best full stuff. Of, full of new information from. That's Joe. all I want. You know what? I know. I know a lot. Of, I know there's like some like fervor that, that's cooled over Pottermore, but can we all just appreciate how amazing it is that it exists? Like, you may not be running to it every day if you're a hardcore oh, fan, yeah. but it's there, and yeah. she's giving us all this new information. Like, what author does that on such a regular basis and in such an elaborate yeah. way? Yeah. It's, you know? it's cool, and like, it's not the like some people complain about certain aspects of it, and like, it's some of the criticisms are fair, some of them are just. But I think a lot of them were unrealistic. I like the fact that she stuck to the fact that it is a safe place for any age to go to. And it is about the books. And that's the primary reason it exists. It's mm-hmm. not about, it's not a new Facebook. It's not a, it's not a game. It's about an expanded reading universe. And I'm really glad that that vision of the of the the website has kept its integrity. It would be very cool to be someone who's never read the books before and then be able to start mm-hmm. with Pottermore existing and to read along with it. Now, like, that would be a fancy experience. bit of magic. It does seem almost like if you could, but you also would have to wait. 
Yeah, screw that. <laughs> I think I think when seven's out is when you'll have those people those people who can like follow along the entire. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy. And there are going to be people because there are people who grew up who don't. Yeah. <sighs> it's so interesting. No, it's so like we we all we all exist in in a, in, a, in a strata of Harry Potter fans that that are there are other sectors of Harry Potter fans that are a, a huge amount of people and it's much different, you know? It like, is so different now. That, you know, they have that childlike wonder still and we've, we've been all around the block with Harry Potter. So it's, it's not, we don't have that kind of like, Oh look, it's the, it's a representation of Hedwig. Right. You know, we, we've seen 8,008 fan art drawings of Hedwig's. We've seen every time Hedwig's been in a movie That's art. True. We've seen him carrying, so, like, we have a different kind of attitude about it all, but imagine you're, like, 14, 11, yeah. you know, reading these books, and then you have this to go. It's it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you made a great point, too, about just because the fandom is so old, and even, like, a lot of the fans that come to, you know, these recent leaky cons and upcoming leaky cons, mm-hmm. I, one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that I notice in trying to promote finding Hogwarts is I find myself basically saying that this is a movie that really helps tell the story of what the fandom was like in its early times and you know prior to all of the films coming out and and everything and it's a, it, just incredible how many people i end up talking to that only started reading harry potter you know once all eight films were out or 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 most yeah. of them and they weren't around for any of those midnight release parties for the book and you know, all of those stories just are totally, you know, foreign to them or just something they may, may have heard or, or read about. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I guess that is probably one of the bigger questions right now being this far and a, a, even a year removed from recording podcasts is, uh, you know, the people that were involved early, early on, how much are they even still interested Mm. How how many of them have moved on to something else, or or what role does Harry Potter have in their present well, day life? Yeah, I, like it's true. We moved on, and I don't even know if that's a fair question. Still interested? It's like just because we're like it's just it's it's fermented into something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think they'll always and be. Then we should record a podcast. They'll always be timeless. At least uh, they're yeah, so they self-contained that way. Oh, screw it. Let's let's do podcast. Okay, again. never mind, guys. This isn't let's it. Pick up those bit by bits from book one. Never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I I see. I've been getting emails on the on the podcast email from people that are saying they're going back and listening to all of them again and writing in about funny things that they heard from like podcast thirty eight or whatever the hell. And I'm like, holy cow! Like that is really cool. And I'm so glad we didn't do anything dumb like delete any of them by accident or anything stupid like that. <laughs> but they'll right. always they'll always be there. But even if some of the earliest ones sound like they were produced by a ten year old. <laughs> you know, there. I just went randomly onto podcast.com and read some of the comments that you guys have been leaving, and I, I guess John and I right we're leading towards the end now. Yeah, is that? And I just, I just like the first comment I landed on said this. I don't know what to say, so I guess I'll just say how much podcast has meant to me. Podcasts have saved my life several times. I could always make a safe place when I listened, and that place was safer than actually reading the Potter books. I always knew that there was someone out there who loved it just as me, and that it was a really cool feeling. Heck, I can't even go to sleep at night without podcasts on my headphones, listening to an episode from six-ish years wow. ago. 
Podcast has helped me become part of a larger community, and I love and cherish everyone who's helped bring it to us because of the paramount effect it has had on my life. That kind of stuff, it mean it, it means the world. It does. To us. So yeah, you I'm forget. Alone. You forget. You know, you forget that for six to eight years, six to eight years, we've been you know companions as you walk to class, and a lot of times when you drive and go to sleep and. You know, it's kind of sounds a little bit creepy when you sit in your like cubicle. That. But yeah, and we don't we don't get to see you making that connection with us over time. But when we get all this kind of feedback from you guys, we remember that it's happening kind of all over yeah. the place. And and thank you for for con- you know listening and connecting and being a part of this community with us. It really, it really does help make all of it just. It puts it into such a special perspective because you know none of us, you know, really got rich from any of this. This wasn't anything <laughs> that we charged anyone for. This was always been a labor of love here. Oh my god! And uh, you know, knowing that it meant that much to to so many people and. It, I, sometimes I have to really actually sit and tell myself that emails like that are real. Like those are real people. Mm-hmm. Those are real feelings. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, you know, sometimes when I sit back and think about it, it's almost like it almost seems silly. It's like, did we really drive around the country and show up in <laughs> bookstores and talk about bookstores, clubs, like, and libraries? We did that. Like, like for real. But you know like, what? It's true, John. All those bookstores are closed now. They were all Borders, so it's like there's no evidence. It could have all been a dream. I know. Like, what was Borders if not the, the setting of a Pottercast? I don't know. Thank you so much, basically, for those emails and and those comments because and the it tweets. It means and, the world. And all of that. We'll all, we'll always keep reading those, even if there's no new shows coming out for a while. Yeah. It uh, it is really cool. I feel I feel like it's so bittersweet, but I'm really glad we're actually putting an actual cap on it, and I feel really invigorated about do, do it, trying trying at least to do something new and fun with you guys because it felt like we couldn't ever do that while the question of Pottercast was lingering, you know, was lingering in the air. You don't want to move on to your next thing without saying goodbye properly, and I feel like this is allowing us to move on and grow mm-hmm. and connect with you guys in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. And now we have one last show to look forward mm-hmm. to here, or at least, you know, I, I have no idea even as of right now how that's going to go. Yeah. Last time we tried to do nope. a podcast at LeakyCon, it got pushed back well, from uh, the Star time. Kids. And I'm sure it, it won't last... this time, but it's like, oh man, it's probably going to be a big crowd of you, and it's going to be like, well, we're not going to do a bit by bit. And we're not probably not going to do like a Sue's news, and we're not going to like, you know, nothing really to conundrum about. I guess we could pick a random one or, or two. Oh, or, I would love to do a canon, but, uh, con- a canon conundrum. So if you guys, why if not? you guys are there, think of a good one. I love the quick fire of canon conundrums. Like we probably take some from the audience, and uh, Wait, those don't always go quick go because that. someone will bring up something super interesting that I'll want to spend forty minutes on. <laughs> Yeah, how long do we have set aside for that, Melissa? Well, it's tech yeah. an hour, but it's the last up, it's the last show, so if we wanna it's the last thing of the conference period. Oh really? Yeah. So if we wanna go a little bit over, nobody's gonna care. Nice. Unless you have a plane to get. Then yeah, you should yeah. probably do that. Don't don't miss your flight, because we are recording it. 
Miss your flight. It's the last time. Oh, sure. Ever. Miss your we'll flight. We'll set up port yeah. keys for you, so don't worry. Well, getting to use, you know, muggle recording equipment to create friendships that have changed all of our lives, events that yeah. have changed all of our lives. Who knows how many, how many, how many people are are friends because of they met. Yeah, that's that's true. That is that is magic. That that's is magical. magical. It's deep magic. Yeah, it definitely had a huge role into increasing, you know, the amount of socializing on uh, Leaky, really. I mean, there were comments and everything a few, yeah. a few years in, into Leaky, but uh, these threads about the shows were some of the most, you yep. know, popular threads in the Leaky Lounge and everything. And I even, I see a lot of Leaky staff talk about how some of the first things that they did were transcribe uh, the show. And, you know, a huge, huge so shout out to all of those many. transcription albums and oh my all of the help we had throughout the years. And yeah. all the editors, Steed, Bonnet, and Jeff Gregory, Matt Kellier, Mike Neighbors, Andrew Garner. and Oh my gosh, I totally, yeah. all those names bring out all these memories. And those are like the really, like, the, the unsung, unsung heroes. heroes for sure. Because like, yeah. like even you guys, like... Because I came in later, and so I came in with stuff that was, like, practices already happening. And so, like, I got the long... I've, I've said this a hundred times, but I got the long end of the wand in that in that exchange. Like, I come in, <laughs> and I talk. And I draw, and I have awesome friends. And so, like, it's just... It was, like, a perfect situation for me over here. So I was like, yeah, I can talk, and I can, I can just shove my opinion down everyone's throat, and then... And then draw something, and then laugh, and all those, yeah. Well, it helps that you're hilarious. <laughs> so many, Aww. so many of the Pottercast transcription elves went on to do other things. Steph Dornhelm, who is my partner in all things LickyCon, who is oh. a force of nature, She's that girl. an amazing woman. And she really is, and she came from the Pottercast team. Most of the LickyCon staff were transcription elves at one point. Candace, Lizzie, Josh... Um, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm never gonna. If I I'm wasn't never gonna... dyslexic, I probably would have been a translation, like a transcription elf. <laughs> you know, all those people, like, like it, it was, it was, a, it was a great breeding ground for people whose work ethic we could recognize right away. And mm-hmm. and once we knew that they were hard workers, we, we snatched them into other things. You know what I mean? Um, and and so Pottercast li- literally has helped all the other leaky things happen. Uh, I don't. I feel like we're rambling because we don't want it to end. Yeah, but uh, we're, we're, this yeah. isn't ending right now. This is just us signing no, off until important. next next week. So, Yee! we're gonna have fun. I guess until LeakyCon, then you know, <laughs> better better keep twiddling those dials. Oh. The next password will be Pottercast. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good, Good night. You've missed it. Bother you, Yes, so disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. Is it any of the 40-page chapter on the house elves? No, no, no. That's a very special surprise. Excuse me. House elves. Helga as a shirt.
clearly states I love this did shirt. not enslave. Stand up and show everybody your shirt. This is pretty funny. I'm actually I already have one in green made that says uh Yeah. yeah. I already had one made in green that says yes she did. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk around with uh, next to you most of the time. I want a run away from you. <laughs> I wish you peace and love and happiness in everything you do. I pray that everywhere you go someone will be in love with you. And I know that if you stayed within these loving arms of mine that every single one of these dreams would come true. if we did the bubblehead charm or anything like that, John. I don't was know. It, it was really crumb, but uh, he finally got the transfiguration proper. Okay. Oh, all the way. Oh, so funny. Oh, but it was Harry Potter said, I love it, though, Frankie. That's awesome. <laughs> I yeah, think the four of us should skydive. <gasps> we should skydive together. <laughs> oh, my God, we should. A podcast from the skies. Well, that would be the first podcasting no. ever from Falling from the Sky. We could mic everybody, okay, and we could hit record, and we could podcast on the way down. No! I'm sure the audio quality is going to be fantastic on that. Yes. Imagine, they just lifted the operation, the no operation charm in Hogwarts just in the Great Hall. So that probably prevents them from going anywhere else, you know? And so, like, that makes a lot more sense now. Because it used to bug me that, like, the yeah. fact that, you know, why lift the charm if it's such a big deal not to have that charm there? But that was probably a control factor. Because if they could operate anywhere, how are you supposed to put these kids back together? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, it is pretty, it is amusing how we never consider how serious it is. So, Harry reaches into his bed and he's got mad eyes. I, oh. One of the pieces of eight. Well, I'm glad he did. Stupid umbrage. Mm. Pieces of yeah. eight. It's from, Cap- that from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirates. Oh, that's He's right. Still- okay. Sorry. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> he just, I just flashed into that image of, you know, the guy from the Rolling Stones showing up with a <laughs> walking up. Hey, Harry, here's the yeah. eye. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If you were re- if you were good enough at magic, would you need a wand to focus it? Like if you were really really good, I like that one because I think it's interesting because we know that other magical creatures don't use wands to focus magic, like house elves. And and with animagus, you know, you don't need a wand to transform into an animagus. So there are forms of magic you don't need the wand to focus it. You can use for wand wood. So I think it's the balance of the wood with the core and the individual. So you need all three of those ingredients. Like, you can't make a cake without eggs. You know what I mean? This is true. And you can't make cookies without baking soda, as I've come to realize. What do you mean being eaten? See, like, what if they're, like, what if Dumbledore was eaten by a dragon? And how so are you going to use They would have never been able to make a portrait, because they didn't get his blood. Unless, like, you know, he kept a sample of his blood somewhere, like, in a blood bank. Well, how did they get Snape's blood, then? Snape's body yeah. was fine. He was, he was there in the, in the thing. But he was off of this in the middle of the ward. He's off in the thing. Did somebody go back in there after Nagini had been done and just got, you know, got his body out? 
Sure. Maybe they accio the blood. I think hair works, too. Are you smarter than our John? No, we. Test your knowledge and be on a show, we. Dollish, dollish, now we're on the air. Are you really as smart as you claim? Ours, I, I were I, like when I saw the fourth film and Durmstrang had those sticks. Mm-hmm. First, I was like, "It's dumb," and then I was like, "Ooh, that'd be kind of cool if instead of they instead of they use wands, they use stabs." Because you know, have books that wizards have stabs. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, sure. Typically, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That'd be kind of cool." Different cultures use different ways to focus magic, but I, I think so. I think it's that is a brilliant line, Frankie. I agree I like that, that they. I like that a lot. That they use their they they channel they channel their magic in different forms. I think that's excellent. Well, if idea. you think about it, I would think that wow. magic existed before mm-hmm. there was wandsmen mm-hmm. to figure out how to make of course. wands. Because it's more it's more point. of a channeling through them thing yeah. than them creating it. That's- well, they're only in their mid twenties. They aren't going to be that oh, old. Oh, right, 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 right. What am I? Going to be like eighty years old with wrinkles. <laughs> and I was like, what? You wizards don't age. Masters of Hogwarts. One of them was a Slytherin. How do you sit down and explain? Okay, the thing I never told you, Mom, about this whole time is that I spent the last, you know, seven years helping my friend escape a horrible death from a homicidal lunatic, and we just saved the world. You don't think she ever told her parents? I mean, she has to have, but how do you how do you bridge that? I mean, she gave them the memory charm just to keep them safe and out of the way. But once the, everything yeah, but was they didn't safe, know they didn't know what was going on in book in book five. She went off to go skiing with them while Voldemort was out there. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, now no, that everything's over, with, it makes sense for her to want to, her parents to know. <laughs> but imagine that conversation. So here's what I was doing in school that I didn't tell you about. Yeah, and if it didn't work, then she could just right. erase her memory again. It wouldn't only be, like, bad bad fan karma. I feel like it'd be bad storytelling karma. That's not something you skip. That's one of the most amazing moments in all seven books. There's it just, is. there's no way. That and the Bellatrix moment. There's no way they're not going to do those. Oh, my gosh, the Bellatrix moment. What spell did she use? It was never clear. No, it was Avada Kedavra. And it never said Avada Kedavra, though. And I'm curious, yeah, can you kill has... someone else? Can you kill people with curses that aren't Avada Kedavra? Yeah, is it the only it. spell that can if, kill people? You could totally no, if I set you on like, fire, you're you know, going to die. Like, if you did, like, she say like a head. stunning, like, yeah, what if you did like a really, really, really bad stunning? You know how when like in book five when they all the, they tacked uh, McGonagall like they she had, like five stunner spells on her and they said yeah. it's lucky she survived. On her spec. I want to see those sketches, Nirvana. I hope she signs them and puts them up for charity or something. Yes, I want to see them. Okay, well, Frankie okay, needs to see them then. I guess I'm whispering because no one else can hear me. Just Nirvana. Email me them. <laughs> Why don't you email her and ask for them? I'm just being silly. Oh, I could. Look <laughs> at that. It that was fantastic. Is the no- is the noise like a squee? Um, it's, <laughs> it would sound like a squee to me. It's more... <laughs> is that where squeeze came from? <laughs> it's basically that crap. Yes, it's basically that's more of a cry. <laughs> okay, it's hysterical. It's a sad squee. Okay. Well, you know All who right. you know who so else is uh, is pretty uh, pretty talented in book canon. Susan Boyle. <laughs> yeah. And that's just one side of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to count how many times John tries to set up that clip. <laughs> I will concede that it is possible. It is possible that uh, Helga's bringing the house elves into Hogwarts was not quite what one would 
consider enslavement. Um, <laughs> Not quite. Wow. So Watershed podcast moment right here. This yeah. is awesome. That is, you know, remember this. It's history, everybody. Remember oh, this. Possible. Thank you, John. That's a that beautiful gift. Uh, me. Uh, you've reached Paul from Harry and the Potters. Please leave me a message, and I will call you back. Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna drop his phone. <laughs> Figuratively. I uh, no, no, I don't want the synonym for uh. uh what I'm is sorry. the adjective for um like? Literature Ali. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> narratively, it would have been a cop out narratively uh, and narratively, character I wise for for I guess I was I was saying literary literally like is in literature. Literarily. Literarily. <laughs> literally? Uh, how do you say literarily. that? Literarily. Literarily. Literarily? I don't know, I'm guessing. <laughs> you know what I mean though. <laughs> personal favorite was we're getting more books from joe rolling in the form of beetle the bard oh yeah nice that's my personal favorite too yeah even even despite all present biases (laughs) Mm -hmm. until just two days ago i thought that it was called beetle and the bard and i've been saying beetle and the bard all of this time and no one's ever corrected me i just thought you were being stupid um john guess what What's that? Dobby is free. And Dobby he's is back still free. For Deathly Hallows. Yes, and Toby Jones is going to be his voice again for Deathly Hallows. Woo-hoo! Yes. I'm very excited. I was I was concerned because for a while I heard they were recasting his voice for Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that that was a heavy rumor on ComingSoon.net. They said Samuel L. was was wanting the role of Dobby, and they were considering it for for ratings, but they gave it back to this guy. No. I don't know just, about you guys, but I'm totally a Joe Bama shipper. Stop. Am I alone in this? That'd be like the most powerful, coolest couple. I better see some like different tone of voice or something in this movie. Hopefully, maybe when he's like, or uh, you know, when he's dying or something, and Deadly Hollow is like, take it, take it. <laughs> Put the link in the in the ah. chat real quick. My my what, windows the, are all closed. The trailer to the the trailer. Yeah. Oh, I guess oh, I can go with my history browser history. Browser a history. There, I said, browser. And now we've lost Frankie. Now. I'm gonna publish that. Title. <laughs> Browser. A history. Oh, Browser, the school blocked history. it. He was because weak. He well, okay, so we have, so we don't know, but, but. He ate the unicorn blood for, for strength. And unicorn didn't come up and say, hey, Voldemort, suck my blood. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were killed. Would, would that they have. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a great scene.
Um, <laughs> yes, it's true that, that, that sounded they did not come bad. up and say, hey, Voldemort, well, suck my blood. <laughs> You're in the wrong book series, Frank. And, you know, okay. I'm in the I'm in the unicorn. I mean, oh god, I can't be. Able to <laughs> that well, we have it live on podcast, folks. Yes, oh. have it live. Oh, I don't understand why it's all for charity. Why would Why would we do that? <laughs> what are we doing, to these people? Why? Why do they need our money why? again? No, 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 no. It's it's it's. I think it's I think it's the only Harry Potter conference ever to be totally devoted to charity, and we're so mm-hmm. proud of that. It's it's yeah. insane. I mean, how many people need to learn how to read, though? Honestly, <laughs> so bad. Just go. Well, I mean, just go to Emma Watson's college. You don't have to read. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not always well. Dot dot dot. Until yeah. always yeah. well. All well. was well in a world where all was well. That... <laughs> okay. So oh, bad, all was well. Oh, Frank. All was, all was moat. All was well. All was moat. Absolute dork. All oh. was deep and wet. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly, but it's their nature. It's their inherent nature. They want to do work. So yeah. I don't know that they want. Maybe they want it to be free. <laughs> But none of them. I mean, it would have been just the opportunity at that point in Hogwarts history to renegotiate contracts. But these house elves, they're not all that smart, so they just assume that they just what? They just called. You shut up. Dobby was a smart house elf. Oh. No way. I'm not giving up. I will lose my voice again. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, wow. Helga, look here. This- Proof. Helga did not enslave the house. We started to make jokes about Malfoy believing in pig farts and like uh, all these people talking about it. And then um, when we were writing the show, we were like, Dumbledore shouldn't die. He should go to pig farts. <laughs> And okay, answer me this. This is my my own internal debate. Is the Daily Prophet a magical item or not? Is it just magic? Yes, I mean, but I, th- I think it can be seen by other people. I just think that I think the danger is breaking he's, he's, the secrets. The 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 act of Harry's being an idiot. Yeah, okay, Harry's being basically. stupid. And then they, they kind of address it too by saying you've been reckless, Harry. And he's like, I like riding on trains. And so like, I really that concept. Well, there's a few things that just side little comments or little like side stories that I really enjoyed about this film. Like the, like how he writes trains on his free time. That's really cool. And then the whole Lily flower thing. I still stand by the fact that I, I would have loved that. That was actually in the canon. I like that. They're kind of going to make us look like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but you still love us, right? It's been four years. You'll love us anyway, even though we're not as smart. Which is, which is, which is, that's good that they should. They absolutely should. And maybe once in a while we'll go hang out with them so that they can teach us a little bit about. Oh, um, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. I have a statement for you all. <laughs> what? Uh-oh. Dan Radcliffe does not want to be a hobbit. See, I oh. really thought he did. And, no. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. I know it's what if, tragic. What if, the, what if the director decided that in this Hobbit nobody would wear clothes? Would that 
make it more interesting? <laughs> nope. He does not even want to be a nude hobbit, John. Oh, well, no. He's already done. He's already done. Oh, wouldn't want to be a nude there's quite, there's quite <laughs> a market for nude hobbits out there. We are starting from when Harry picks him up at the train station. I mean, when Dumbledore picks Harry up at the train station. That was a good moment. Like, you've been reckless this summer, Harry. Why aren't you with the Dursleys? I was supposed to pick you up there. I didn't read the book. Sorry, Dumbledore. I'm at the train station this time. It's really Harry. Hey, you're supposed to get me the Dursleys. Didn't you read the book? And Gambon's like, uh, don't you know? Yeah, actually, wait a second. <laughs> they have to be well, when you're a, a dead body, That's why they're so pissed <laughs> off. They're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> They don't really want to kill people. They just want their clothes. And in the meantime, they just overtake everyone. Like, give me the shit! I want the pants! Give me the underwear! Just give me a sock! <laughs> And then they just end up tearing the people apart oh. as a byproduct. Oh, man. I guess, yeah. I mean, what purpose would they have with clothes otherwise? Frack, you should draw it. Oh, yes, please. So, just, just, so ridiculous. just please keep in mind that they're in the water most of the time, so that has its toll. Oh, no, you did not say that. No. God, bring a ter- perfectly wholesome joke to get together. Oh, it's perfectly wholesome Five joke. years of counting here on Podcast, or four years of counting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy, for that uh, that question and show note in this week's episode. Got out. Right. I don't think her kids would do it. If it's not Michael Jackson's wish that such and such thing got out, they're not just going to release yeah. it because his fans would like it. They're going to release it according to his wishes. True. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Everybody stop. Uh-oh. Did I just say something and John answered just with true? Wait, no. no. <laughs> I was Busted. like, oh no, we're not recording again. <laughs> Am I awake? Can somebody pinch me? What? Am I awake? I yes. don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting anything was going to happen to Joe, though. It just Duh. to the point in 50 yeah. years, she's, what, 90 something. If you burned a photograph, wouldn't wouldn't that be somewhat traumatic? Be very. Well, cruel. I don't think it would hurt them, but it would it would it would disfigure, discolor them, and they get all pissy at you. Yeah. Oh my god! But can't they use like? Remember? No, there was a witch that was like burned forty, and she put a spell on her. You know, no, she I mean, liked like, the tickling I mean, like, the sensation. And every time she says something, it has to be a news post. You, well, yeah. <laughs> True. Well, all we'll do is just put a little box on Wiki with all of her yeah. tweets. I hear you. What it's, is it again? Yeah, I'm a snake. It doesn't. Uh, we'll from the MTV no. studios, and they'll be like, "What is going on out here?" Make sure and one girl's in a towel. They'll call me up. They'll call me up there, and they'll be like, "So, what's this free dollish thing all about?" And they'll be like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, dollish. He needs to be freed, and he, Lady Gaga's cool." And they'll be like, "All right, we'll air it." Uh, dollish and Lady Gaga? What? I'm going to start that rumor. Mm-hmm. It's better than effing Kermit. Oh, Kermit's <laughs> awesome. What? What if he comes from Merlin? Who? <laughs> yes, John, I'm, I'm sure that's it. Or I would Gandalf, kind of like the fact know. that... <laughs> no, F you guys. Merlin is in the books. The Order of Merlin. Books, but I just he can't exists. see her putting, making the top of her genealogical tree a character from another Yes, I just series. And Merlin agree. travels backwards in the timeline, so... <laughs> 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 Didn't he get like sucked up into a tree or something? To be really sad when they get together to film. I mean, they've gone from day one here, and they're getting together to film the final battle. You know, they the same, meeting same on the train, hall. meeting at the train station, meeting at Hogwarts, and 
the first look from Snape to Harry, and now we're now we're getting to the that. giant battle. Uh, I want to cry and throw up at the same time. <laughs> Me too, actually. I recently tried um, blood pudding. Ew! Oh, oh god, I don't even think I could try blood pudding. It was not very good. I mean, it wasn't, but I wasn't grossed out. It was just oh. something I just I don't care for. But I don't think it was. Absolutely I don't know disgusting. why that people think that needs to be food. <laughs> I don't understand Ugh. either. I don't understand. It's like congealed blood and like granola or something. Isn't and oatmeal. It something it's blood and oatmeal, and uh. I cannot believe I tried it. Honestly, but I wouldn't even feed that to my animals. I was in Scotland recently, I had and, I, animals. And, I, and I and it was in front of me, and it, it was vampires. Said, made it. You know. Yeah, might as well ever call and be like, sure, yummy granola. Vampires like it. Oh, oh, oh that's not what you... That's not it. Do you think that's how what a snake's walk into a room at a party or whatever? Just like... Can you imagine in like a, a room of multiple snakes where they all have to like repeat that as like the greeting? Like, oh, 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 I'm also a snake. Something like that. <laughs> I'm also a snake. I can imagine all like the mongooses and the rats John. and the mice are kind of like roll their eyes like, oh crap. It's like they're at it again. It's like the obnoxious guy at the party. <laughs> How did your eyes? Oh. Frankie has to find is a girl that can water bend his Pellegrino a little bit colder. <laughs> and she is in. So- <gasps> See, you could water bend Pellegrino. It's set. I'm- <laughs> what? You can't water bend Pellegrino. Frankie would be like the one Pellegrino yes, you can. It's water. Yeah, but you would need a refrigerator. Well, I, I have a, I have a list of of things we're gonna ask Joe when she comes back on the show. When is she coming? To it? I I actually know Frankie. I just can't tell you. No, Joe, I'm gonna punch you right in the face right now. <laughs> nice. No, so not nice. <laughs> Maybe when she has a new book. Maybe she can just come on and say She's and frack. <laughs> if we can get a soundbite of her saying and frack. Maybe we'll ask her we for that for have Christmas. The one of you saying no. That, I recorded like 50 different sound bites and used the last one I did in passing and frack. <laughs> All ridiculous, and it's like every week. And frack! Well, like I'm some sort of deranged back. parrot. <laughs> There's a lot going Leak on. Leaky rounder. There's always something going Leak on. Leaky rounder! You wow, are frack. so was, stupid there. That was scary. <laughs> you just recorded that, and that'll be the bump forever. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that was <Well>. awesome. <laughs> so there. Yay, let's change the subject. <laughs> A glimpse uh, into tour with Melissa, John, and Frack. Let's do it again. All the <laughs> yeah, way to it was a glimpse of tour. Right <laughs> I'm like, oh no, the tension. <laughs> la la, I'm a joke. <laughs> la la, I'm a joke. <laughs> uh, Smeagol came on a few times <laughs> right. to, uh, oh, to, to right. talk about <laughs> his uh, opinions on Dobby and other characters. <laughs> Smeagol. Smeagol loves podcast. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back, Spiegel. That's terrible. Well, podcast also... (laughs) We also tackled, uh, you know, our opinions on the growing phenomena that is the Twilight series and fandom. Smuggle has traveled. Stupid, stupid vampires. (laughs) Bit by bit. Bit by bit. All right. Bit we're gonna, by bit. We're going to do some bit. Day by day. bit. Talking about the book by page by page. Page by page. And we will talk about Dobby's death when we get together. <laughs> oh, bit by bit. Joe makes a very important point. 
that everybody will miss it. As Uh-oh. Ron ran to pull Hermione out of the wreckage, Harry took the chance. He leapt, leapt over an armchair and rested the three wands from Draco's grip. So that one little tiny moment of yeah. bravery, of guts, of whatever it was, mm-hmm. that is the moment on which the entire fate of their world hinges now Harry is the master of the Elder Wands. And I love that it wasn't even magic he uses. He just wrestles them away from Draco. He's like, mine! Those <laughs> not for you. They're mine. Now that's bizarre. They're a monotreme. Hey, there are mammals that do that. By very definition, if it lays an egg, it cannot be a mammal. There are two mammals, a platypus and a hedgehog. They're called monotremes, and those they lay eggs. Uh, that's ridiculous. It's true. It's not science, John. It's nature. It's fact. I, I disagree with nature. Okay. All right. How long that gets you? All right, great. Three minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> We're on amphibians and mammals. And yeah, Bobby. some platypuses. Bobby and went to the farm. Platypi. Go face. Where's the cat noise? Where's the cat? Uh, the cat Mo- button. Mooshi goes. Melodious. <laughs> <It's all. laughs> Put basilisk venom on it or something, and I guess you so. could really screw it up good or toss it in the veil. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> that veil sitting <laughs> on there. The veil. <laughs> you know, how give so- it to the how- keeper. How, how soon they for forget? Joe? Question, Question for Joe. Joe. Why didn't he just toss it in the veil? Why didn't he just burn it up? That's him. He's the architect of Hogwarts. What? Yeah. That's insane. He's a Ravenclaw. But he, has, he doesn't have a name. Oh, he wouldn't be a Ravenclaw. Because... He doesn't have a name because it's all over a thousand years. Oh, no. Like, he wouldn't be Ravenclaw. He wouldn't be a Ravenclaw. Bummer. If you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>